Have your weekend breakfast with Cooks and Shungu. Let's walk the talk. It's 13 minutes after 8 o'clock. Time for us to discuss parenting. And this week, we're discussing whether it is uh, worthwhile for parents and schools to get together and adopt a no smartphone code. And this is because uh, parents in an Irish town, a town called Greystones, they've banded together to collectively tell their children they can't have a smartphone until secondary school. And so this really poses the question is, when is the right time to give your child a smartphone? And, you know, I'm kind of... I can see the vision and the value of delaying smartphone ownership until much later. And so to help us make sense of this conversation, we're joined by our human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush. And I'd love to hear from you, especially if you are a parent. Do you agree that there should be no cell phones until kids are at least in secondary school? Give us a call on 011-883-0702. Send us your SMSs on 31702. And your WhatsApp voice notes on 072-702-1702. Nikki, as always, it's good to have you on the show. Good morning. Thank you, Gurgs, and good morning to all our listeners. So quite an interesting story, this, coming out of Greystones. Um, you know, parents and schools getting together um, and adopting a no-smartphone code. Do we know why they've done this? Well, Gurgs, it's really interesting because I was actually in County Wicklow uh, last year, end of last year, and I must tell you that it's a very, very small town. It's got about 155,000 people in it, and it's got five tiny primary schools. So I think in a place like that, it is easy to come up with everybody banding together and putting their foot down, and they're putting their foot down because of porn. Porn is rough, and with with all children today, by the age of 10, so that's primary school, mm. they have seen porn. That's the average age when they will have seen porn. And that's why this, um, this town has banded together and said, no, enough, enough. And if we all say no, then there's no maneuvering. So if the schools say no, if the parents say no, and if every parent is saying no, then if there's a play date at somebody's house... The parents are all on the same page. Unfortunately, that is really not the case in most situations. So, you know, you really have to have a united front for something like this to work. Mm. And I think it's quite interesting that the parents are saying, you know, we all need to do it together. So no phones at school, no phones at your friend's house, because often that can make things difficult. Um, that, you know, uh, at my house, there are no cell phones. But then if you go to so-and-so's house, there are cell phones. And one of the people that was quoted was, they said, if everyone does it across the board, then you don't feel like the odd one out. It makes it so much easier to say no. Um, the long and then saying, you know, the longer we can preserve their innocence, the better. And so, but this yes. raises the question about so, what is the right time to get your child a <laughs> smartphone? Because you know, for many of us, phones have become this indispensable tool for navigating life. I think for kids, it then becomes a security thing. Parents are able to stay in contact with their kids, find out where they are. You can even use the phone to keep tracks, you know, keep track of their location, which unfortunately is unfortunately a thing parents have to do is know where their children are but there are also grave you know really big consequences the you know uh, exposure to porn exposure to violence bullying um quite a bit of peer pressure so when is the right time to be introducing mm. phones with children 
Well, I've really got a question for our parents this morning, and that is this. Um, are you prepared to speak to your eight or nine-year-old? Because this is how young I'm starting to do talks at schools around digital safety. Grade one, grade two, children are getting hand-me-down smartphones from their parents. And a smartphone gives your child access to the world and it gives the world access to your child. And the question is, are you prepared to sit down with your eight or nine-year-old and have conversations around sextortion, blackmail, naked selfies? Um, are you prepared to have those conversations with them? Have you even had the conversation about the birds and the bees with your children? Because if you haven't had those conversations yet, they shouldn't have access to a smartphone. So you've really got to look inward because there's some very, very serious conversations to be had. And your child needs a cell phone contract if they're going to have a cell phone. Now, interestingly, you cannot own, legally own a cell phone until you're 18. So if you give your child a cell phone under the age of 18, you are technically the owner and technically responsible for what happens with that cell phone. And so there is a cell phone contract that you can download from NikkiBush.com. And if you actually download this and read all the relevant pieces, our wishes for you around your cell phone and your responsibilities for using the cell phone and our responsibilities as well as your parents, it gives you all the conversation points that you need to be having with your children. And there's no excuse. If you're going to give your child the cell phone, there are about 30 items here that you need to discuss with your children. And just for ease of, of getting hold of this, pop onto Facebook to my Parenting Matters group and we've put the link up there right now. And I see that the cell phone contract is for tweens and teens. So is that from about the age of, I guess, 12, 11, 12? Well, about 10 these days. A tween starts at about the age of 10. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be really great if we could just give children a feature phone, which is not a smartphone, but feature phones are becoming quite rare these days. Mm. And a feature phone has limited features where you literally use it for, you know, here are the five numbers you need. You call me, you call dad, you call granny, you call whomever it is. Those are the five numbers they need. They don't need any more than that. And you need to put, if you're going to give your child a smartphone, you need to put parental controls on that smartphone without a doubt because there's just too much out there uh, that is risky for your children. And you need to know, A, where they are. You've already mentioned that. And that's one of the reasons parents give for giving their child a cell phone. I want to know where my child is. So with certain parental control um, functionality, you can even ring fence your child. You can even put this this imaginary invisible fence around. If your child crosses that line, it it, it will set off an alarm for you. You will know your child has gone beyond the line. Mm. Uh, you're able to. So, so there are various um, parental control apps on my website. I have Bark, uh, and Bark is something that you put on your child's phone. And then you also need to look at your internet service provider. And there's one called Griffin. And Griffin is going to be the filter into your home. 
because you cannot rely on your internet service provider to protect your children. It's not in their interests. In fact, the bulk of porn is watched by 14-year-old boys. So if you don't want your children watching porn, you've got to take um, certain precautions. The problem with porn, of course, is it leads to addiction. And children do stupid things like filming each other masturbating while watching porn. And these kinds of things get used as a weapon Mm. against your child. And ultimately, it becomes reputational risk. And if you think back to Adet Skurnby, who was one of the Miss South Africa's, who went into Miss Universe, uh, she had to withdraw because they did a background check on her use of social media. And in her early teens, she had made some what are now considered racist remarks. And that blacklisted her. So we really do need to engage our children in some serious conversations because whatever their behavior is online and on a cell phone could actually have repercussions when they're looking for a job one day or a leadership position at school. So we must take this seriously. But of course, if you're going to then be having this conversation with your kids, it does require quite honest conversations as well about Mm. some of these risks. You know, if you're going to be talking about, you know, if you're going to be, you know, sharing certain things on the Internet, via the Internet, watching certain things. These are some of the dangers, like you were saying, the risk of reputational damage. It does seem that it requires parents to be having very, I guess, honest and in some instances quite awkward conversations because Mm. if you are saying to your kids, this is a phone, this is how you use it responsibly and this is, if you use it in this way, it's irresponsible and risky, it does require you to be having a conversation that might just be a little bit awkward for you Mm. as a parent. Well, quite bold conversations, really, uh, because you're going to talk about things that are quite high level Mm. and quite could be potentially scary for your children. Um, That's why I'm saying, are you prepared to have these conversations at this young age? If you're not, then your child is not prepared and ready to have a cell phone. So they need to know, for example, that Somebody is going to ask them to send a naked selfie, a nude of themselves. It's not if, it's when. Mm. They need to be forewarned this is going to happen. When I'm speaking to grade ones and grade twos, I have to say this to them. Somebody is going to ask you for a naked selfie and you need to decide today that you are never, ever, ever, ever going to share it because once you have you have lost control of that message that photograph you no longer own it once you have published it on whatsapp once you have published it and shared it anywhere you have technically given permission to somebody else to use it to share it so you know that's that's a big conversation and children aged 10 11 12 13 will be harassed and hounded there's an example of a girl of 13 who was harassed 53 times by the same boy until she eventually went, I've got to get rid of this guy. Let me just give him the picture. And this poor young girl ha- actually had to change her identity, her name at the age of 13 mm. because of what happened with that picture. And so there's also the legal ramifications of actually creating child porn and sharing it, children as young as 14 are liable in a court of law. 
So this is serious stuff. This is not light conversation. This is very serious conversation. We have to talk to our kids and give them concrete examples because otherwise it's just information. An example for is Kaylee's love story. Go on, go on to MickeyBush.com and and Google Kaylee's love story, put it in the search bar. And Kaylee was a lovely 15-year-old girl, came from a very down-to-earth normal family, had good relationships with her parents. And she was on a Facebook group. And um, this guy, between, between this guy, stranger, who she didn't know, turned out to be in his early 20s. He befriended her on, on a chat pulled her into a private chat room and in two weeks, two and a half thousand um, messages went between them. She fell madly in love with him because he promised her the world and he lured her out of her home and into uh, another place and his partner in crime raped and killed her. Mm. Uh, And, you know, these are the kinds of things you've got to talk to your kids about. I don't think most nine-year-olds want to hear about that or are ready for it. So why are we giving our children smartphones with no filters, no parental controls? We need to be the gatekeepers. And despite parental busyness, you cannot allow your child to be uninformed and out there on the information superhighway where there are many more men and women in white vans. We talk about this to our children don't talk to the man in the white van outside school. Well, there are millions more of them online and they don't look like men in white vans. They look like 16-year-old girls and you know, people that your child would want to befriend. And it's very, very easy to hoodwink children. Mm. And, you know, uh, there's also then this idea of for parents who are then concerned about issues of safety, how do I keep track of my kids? Because often the cell phone does that. What are some of the tips that parents can then use if we're then saying, you know, perhaps delay getting a phone until you're ready to have certain conversations and the kids can, you know, be receptive to that conversation and they can take on the responsibility. How do parents then deal with the issue of, you know, being able to keep track of your kids, know where they are? Um, Because, you know, a feature phone doesn't necessarily, is not necessarily able to do that than in the way that a smartphone does. So how, what are some of the tools parents can then use for security uh, precautions, which we often then use cell phones for. Yeah. So, firstly, yes, I would I would agree with you. Try and delay giving your child a cell phone and make it a rite of passage. So maybe when they get to double digits, uh, that could be the rite of passage. Even thirteen, I would say, by the time they go to high school, they have to have a cell phone because it's part of how they communicate with the world and their peers. Um, I think there's safety in numbers. Parents need to get to know their friends, um, their children's friends' parents. This is imperative, and this is one of the missing links in society today. We need to build community, and we need to look out for each other's children. Because when you live in a silo, it's much easier to give your child a cell phone and use that to keep in contact with your child. Get to know the school. Get to know the school secretary. If you need an urgent message to get to your child, the school secretary is far more reliable than your child even looking at a cell phone. Children in primary school should be playing. They should not be thinking of a cell phone. They can barely remember to bring their shoes home, let alone a high-value cell phone. So we are actually giving them responsibility that is way over their heads. So safety in numbers is the big thing. 
And please, if your, if your school organizes a talk around digital safety, please go to it. The very interesting thing is the people who go to those talks, because I give many of those talks, are the people who are the concerned, active parents. The parents whose children are in trouble are the parents who don't go to those talks. So take it on your shoulders to be the responsible parent, to pitch up, to show up, to take an interest, to learn, and to put boundaries in. It's your responsibility to say no to your children. You do not have to acquiesce to every demand. Your child can use your cell phone. Your child can be on WhatsApp groups on your cell phone so that you can watch what's going on. You would not put your child on a two-wheeler bicycle without fairy wheels. Your child needs to learn how to be a responsible digital citizen with you looking over their shoulder for the first few years. And once you see that they are being responsible, then you can think about giving them a cell phone. Mm. And the importance of, you know, being in communication and community with other parents seems to be, you know, it's quite a big deal. And even with this, uh, the town that's decided to do away with cell phones until their kids are in high school, it's, it's, it's become a collective effort. Um, and, you know, I think for parents, when you think of your, your kids' friends or their parents, you don't really think of them as being part of the network that your kid is in. And that seems to be quite a big thing that's coming up, that if you're going to also deal with certain risks, making sure your child is safe, you do need to think about your, your network that you and your children are in is actually much wider than just your family. Absolutely. And this is what we miss. And this is what's essential, is that it takes a village to raise a child even more so in this digital age. So to all our parents who are listening out there, go to Parenting Matters on Facebook. Go and download that tween and teen cell phone contract and give it a good read before you consider getting your child a smartphone. And please share it with that community that you are building to support you and your child so that you can also show up for other parents and their children too. Uh, Nikki, always a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Gerg. That's human potential and parenting expert Nikki Bosch joining us to talk about when is the right time to give your kids a cell phone, particularly a smartphone, and what are some some of the conversations you need to be having Uh, when you've decided on giving them a smartphone. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on whether you agree with the small town in Ireland that's decided uh, the parents, the schools in the area, collectively telling their children they may not have a smartphone until secondary school to deal with some of the risk, particularly kids' exposure to adult material online. And they're saying they're applying it to all children in a hope that it will curb peer pressure. And so the kids who don't have phones don't resent the friend's who do have phones. I think it's a pretty decent idea and I'd love to hear your thoughts, particularly if you are a parent on 011-883-0702. We take your SMSs on 31702 and your WhatsApp messages on 0727021702. Coming up, we'll have a look at what's happening in the arts from music coming up in the province to the National Arts Festival that's kicking off in Makanda next week.